quitters never give up. Whoopie de scoop, scoop de dee whoop, whoop de scoop de poop, poop de scoop de scoop de whoop, whoopie de scoop whoop poop, poop de dee whoop scoop, poop, poop, scoop de dee whoop, whoop de dee scoop. The turkey, sad one, a funny goat on the moon. Very happy for you. I'll let you finish. Whoop de dee scoop poop, whoopie de scoop. What's up, party people? It's episode 53 of Quitters Never Give Up. I'm Christopher Rosales. With me, as always, Lindsay, Jen, Edwin, and today we have a special guest, Steve Stoneman. So honored to be here. Oh, great, great to have, have you, Steve. Nailed it. You get it, Edwin. You honor to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. FCC. Or something. Uh, oh, uh, they give these uh, TV stations to uh, you know the satellite companies and the cable companies and everything, and they don't want you to get them. Right. Okay. Yeah. I love that. All right, listen. Oh, so um, do you think any of your audience is interested in this, or is this just Radio Nerd One Hundred and One? All right, welcome to the podcast roundup. All right, uh, let's do a podcast that I've never done before or reviewed before. It's Frank and Friends podcast. And on Frank and Friends, they talked about this one podcast that I don't know if you've ever heard of. But I was guested on another podcast called Quitters Never Give Up, which is a, uh, a funny misspeak that came from the old Kevin and Bean show on KROQ. So these fans... These- By the way, the important part of this clip is he explains our podcast better than I've ever been able to explain it in the whole year that we've done this podcast. All right, here we go. Listeners all met in the Facebook group. As I recall, there were four of them. Uh, there was Jennifer and Lindsay and Edwin and Christopher. Oh, good pull there. I should have. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they created their own podcast about, they call it the Kevin and Bean Creative Universe. Oh, fun. Like Marvel Creative Universe. Yeah. So they listen back to old episodes of the radio show and then listen to the new episodes of these podcasts. And it's like talk soup. So next thing you know, I'm talking and talking, and I realized that I'd been talking with them for two hours and 15 minutes. Wow. Which is way more than I expected. And so I said, how no. How many episodes is that for? I mean, I, mean I, I was giving them everything. I was giving them all the old stories about Rick Dees and about um, the, what's called the Bleda and Reseda, all these other crazy stunts that right. we did. My life, my story. I mentioned you and this podcast. Of course, we got to talking about all sorts of number of things. Perfect description. That's great. And we could have talked to him for the whole day. We could have just Ace. sat there mm-hmm. for the weekend, just sitting by the fire, listening to all the old stories because they were just all great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the only reason we told him, "Hey, we have a regular show," is because well, it's been two hours and we didn't want to keep him from his Saturday. You know, <laughs> what but, an uh, interesting guy. What a nice guy too. Very nice. Yeah. And he remembered my name. None of the other podcasts. He got them all right. <laughs> I don't think I would get them all right if I was talking about our show. 
We need a segment called Frank Murphy is better than us and or Frank Murphy is the most interesting man in the world because the number of random things that he like, hey, I was in an opera. I'm a Tennessee correspondent. Hey, by the way, I used to do this. It's just like such a grab bag of random things that he's yeah. into. He's the real most interesting man in the world. <laughs> is. That must have been based on him. And we can get some... Uh tips on how to save money and he also on monday had bean on his podcast and we find out why bean wasn't at the famous saint patrick's day vomit by noon party bean we've got mid-march right around <laughs> saint patrick's day and you're like no way <laughs> i'll be in because that Europe. was <laughs> that was always a regular vacation on the radio show i used to do is that's when we, and by the way that was because i didn't want to have anything to do with saint patrick's day no offense to your people but I, yeah. they always wanted to do some sort of a live show on saint patrick's oh, day sure. at some bar and i was like i gotta miss that so i'm just gonna take vacation we had brought up that uh, event and we're wondering where bean was and uh it was on a scheduled vacation that he always scheduled around St. Patrick's Day, just so he wouldn't do that. What do they call him, like the enemy of fun or something like that? Yes. <laughs> yes. On Kevin and Sluggo, we find out that Sluggo hated Yoda. What, at what point did you realize you were a communist? <laughs> <laughs> because I hate Yoda? Yes. Uh, Luke lands on that little planet. Yes. And I'm like, Yoda comes crawling up and is like, yeah. By the way, that little planet is called Dagobah. Get away from my stuff. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, this Muppet. I hate this Muppet. This is so poorly but done. Wait, hold on. Arr! You were 100% on Empire Strikes Back. Until, Until yes, and I was thinking, oh, well, this is probably just some tiny little character. He'll hardly be in the movie. He's just here while on this planet. Thanks. And then it turns out that Yoda's a major character. Yes. He's going to be in the rest of the movie. And I'm like, no, he sounds like Grover. I was pissed. Like, I left the movie going, this movie sucked. I hated it. Because really? of I had a Muppet in the movie. He was talking ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, this is stupid. Yoda's my second favorite character in the entire wow, Star Wars universe. Really? Yes. And we found out today Anne hates Chewbacca. Yeah, that's How ridiculous. can anyone hate that dog? He's just a giant puppy. Is he a dog? I don't know. He looks like one. What? <laughs> I don't think he's a dog. I cannot believe he hated Yoda. Who that's hates Yoda? Whoever. Man. <laughs> and even worse, somebody on their show hates Chewbacca. I, those are, you know, that's mind-boggling. I can't believe that. I had exploded. Are you a Star Wars uh, fan there, Steve? Yeah. Well, I, when I was so young when Star Wars came out, I went and saw it. But when Empire came out in Santa Barbara, went to the midnight showing at the Arlington Theater. When Return of the Jedi came out, I went to the midnight showing at the Arlington Theater. So just, yeah, right. small Star Wars fan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great news. Kevin talks about his shop teacher. We had shop in high school because I went to high school in the 1940s. And um, you're building I mean, cotton I, gins. Our teacher um, was a little person. Okay. Our shop teacher was a little person. This is, okay. So, so one day uh, we walked in and he wasn't there yet. And so we were being funny to, you know, listen, we were freshmen in high school. We were being funny by, by looking under chairs and looking under like, like a book and on the floor. Is he in there? Are you in there? Um, just being assholes and, <laughs> Turns out that he was sitting behind the desk and we just couldn't see him. Oh. So he heard the whole thing, saw the whole thing. <laughs> oh, true, Kevin. Oh, no. How lucky was he to have a little person as a shop teacher? Is that why he right? loved little people all through his career? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. 
Remember they had the basketball game against the little person team and they lost? Yes. Someone was just talking about that. Didn't Bean talk about that? I th- oh, when he was on Frank's show, I think. Yes, he was. He did talk about it on Frank's show. That's, so that's that right. just came out. How funny. Okay, on the Ralph Report, we find another reason why Ralph and I should be best friends. I got to learn how to play bass. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'd like to see you walking around the bass. Fuck, I'd be so cool. You would. You really I'd would. I'd be the coolest. Please do it. It'd be better if you just had a bass around you and you just made those noises out of your mouth. As you walked around. That way you went to play it. Would I really need a bass then? <laughs> I think it just adds to it. Oh, you just I have see. a bass with no strings. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Ralph would be so cool with a bass. Yeah, he would. On Jank- yeah. On Janky Town. just hold the bass and pretend to play it and make those sounds? Well, that's what Eddie was suggesting. But you know, Eddie's always wrong. Bass is pretty easy to play and pretty fun. On Janky Town, they brought up Kanye West. Have you been following what's going on with Kanye West? Dude. Wh- I mean, look. <laughs> Come on. You, we, we've been talking about, like, taking medication and stuff. Kanye has, you know, Dude. He, he's talked about his bipolar disease and, and you know, being off meds. and, and What he's doing right now is a clear display of that. Yeah, I mean, well, here, let me start off with this. Kanye West is allegedly telling people that Pete Davidson has AIDS. DJ Academic said that during a live stream. He said he's going crazy. Here's what's even crazier. The fact that Kanye is going on Instagram, right? He's like, he's all, he's blowing up Instagram. Blasting Kim. Let me talk to my kids. Doing all this stuff, right? Probably the worst thing he's done is. Make me feel bad for Kim Kardashian. Is that possible? Then, that's hard to do. Right? Yeah, that's really hard to do. <laughs> uh, and then he's also releasing on his next album, the Donda 2, on his own, I guess it's an MP3 player called Stem. And he's basically charging you 200 bucks for his next album. So the only way to buy it is on this device, and it's $200? Is that what it is? The only way to buy it is to buy this device, and it's $200. I mean... CDs. He's never heard of CDs or just the exclusive download on his site. But anyhow, I have my sources and I pirated a track from <laughs> a couple of tracks from that album. Uh, so I'm going to play those for you now. You have AIDS. Yes, you have AIDS. I hate to tell you, boy, that you have AIDS. You got the AIDS. You may have caught it when you stuck that filthy needle in here. Or maybe all that unprotected sex put you here. It isn't clear, but what we're certain of is you have AIDS. Yes, you have AIDS. Not HIV, but full-blown AIDS. Interesting take. He's going in a different direction. But anyhow, this is a, this is a joke and fun <laughs> podcast, so... All right, let's go to a cup of tea in the chat and try and turn this thing around. Allie is still a little uh, salty towards the teabagger group on Facebook. It's a Wednesday show we're doing here, right? Listen, I'm going to play the part of a teabagger, and I'm going to say, oh, no, this song, move out, move out. Bean's moving. <laughs> right? Well, you got you to look for all the clues, man. Everything we do on the show is somehow the Kennedy assassination tape. I don't know why, but it just is. I still can't believe she thinks that we just come up with crazy conspiracy theories all the time based on just one small thing that they say. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, Bean apparently killed Donna. 
So I run, run, run. I literally am running. I'm this. This reference is going to date me. O.J. Simpson running through the airport in the Hertz commercials. That's me just chasing, just jumping over people and knocking old ladies out of the way to get on the escalator. See, sudden trip, sudden vacation, just drops everything, leaves the country, and then makes an O.J. reference. Don't make an O.J. reference if your wife is missing. That's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Or if uh, taking her to a volcano, right, Edwin? Yeah. Um, (laughs) They also talked about the uh, Super Bowl a lot. Did you guys see the Hollywood sign? Uh, I heard about it. Yeah, they changed it. Yeah, I saw it. It's janky. Did you see how sad the attempt was to turn the Hollywood sign into Ram's house? Did you see any of those pictures or video? (laughs) I still don't know. Oh, so it was Ram's house. That's what they were trying to spell. Not that you could tell by looking at it. Oh, my God. Why did they do that it was so janky it's like ham's hoose ram's loose holse woose it made no sense it was so sloppy like it was authorized this this wasn't like a bunch of drunk kids who said oh let's climb up and change it like happens from time to time with hollyweed which by the way looked good hollyweed looked good they should have had that guy do it they should have hired the hollyweed guy and it wouldn't have been a hard transformation go from hollywood to ram's house it is. You can only but, change like a couple of words if you're going to, or like a couple of letters to make it look good. But they should have uh, also put black around the letters because they put well, white over white and it just, yep. it just yeah, you can't yeah. see anything. It bled through. Whatever they did, they should have put it like Rams blue and it would have stood out. You could have read it better. It was horrible. Could have, yeah. contracted. Yeah. They should have got the guy that drew the eyeballs on those paintings. It would have looked better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And before we move on, it sounds like you've done something to the Hollywood sign. You know how to get there, how to sneak around, where the cameras are. <laughs> right? She's, she put up the Hollywood sign. Did Yeah. Did you and Sports Guy do that? <laughs> Newsflash. Be awesome. Last thing I'm going to bring up is on uh, Cup of Tea in the Chat or Cup of Tea in the Chat Chat. They talked about Al Jessup. You know, on the Roundup, I like to do new stuff. But this was something that I think I needed to go back into the archives and do a deep dive or at least play the clip that they reference because it's hilarious. You know, Kevin and Bean always like the weird types of people, but the toilet seat guy, the Armenian comedian, just all these weird people that would just find and they would fall in love with and they'd put them on the radio and they were a lot of Short times time. horrible on the radio. And so Bean found out about this person that he vouched for and said was his Lord and Savior was a bad person. And I want to thank Kevin Stockdale for helping me find this clip. All right, I guess we got to deal with this. <laughs> I guess we can't avoid this anymore. We, white man. So here's, here's the short version of this story. In November of 2005, I came across a story about a guy named Al Jessup who just fascinated me because he was living in a tiny town called Beckley, West Virginia, and he lived in a trailer with his elderly mother. He must have been in his 60s at that time. And he had 13... Not the little, like, direct TV type dishes, but the giant satellite dishes. And he got over 5,000 television channels in his trailer. <laughs> that's the greatest life ever. That's a bean. That sounds, that's, that's his nirvana. Yeah. A, tra- a trailer and 13 
just freaking intercepting signals from aliens in the sky-sized satellite dishes. That's right. So he was watching, like, camel races out of Dubai, and he was watching beauty pageants in Mongolia. I mean, you can't believe the crazy channels that this guy got. How do we know this? We called him, and we talked to him for what seemed like a year. It was the worst interview in the history of this radio program, and that is saying something. (laughs) That's true. So I fell very much in love with Al Jessup, so I made it my, my business the following spring when I was visiting our old friend Frank Murphy. You guys remember Frank, our former producer. I was visiting him in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I thought, hey, I'm only 250 miles away from Beckley, West Virginia. I'm going to ride up to Al's place and get me some some TV time. I wouldn't cross the street to meet Al Jessup, That's by what, the way. That's the same. Let alone drive 250 miles. Give me some TV time. What are you talking about? You do nothing but watch TV. Well, we, I guess now we know what TV time ah, means, true. don't we, Kevin? Ah. So I went to Al's house, and I took him out to dinner, and I, uh, you know, we just hung out for the day and just had a great time. In fact, it was a big deal having somebody from Hollywood visit Beckley, West Virginia. We got written up in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. Hollywood radio host shows up at Satellite Man's door. This was in the paper shortly after I left. And I am quoted in the article as saying, (laughs) I thought, well, Knoxville is only 250 miles away from Beckley. It was too good of an opportunity to not meet Al. He's my hero. He's my personal lord and savior. I mean, how many people in all the world receive 5,000 channels and he's got no wife to tell him he can't do it? He lives the perfect life. Yep. So I'm there in print and living in perpetuity on the Internet as being a supporter of uh, the great Al He's your Lord and Savior. He is my Lord and Savior. Those are the words that I said. He's my hero. All right. Fast forward to last week. And I says to the guys, I says... Hey, we got to catch up with Al Jessup. We haven't talked to him in years. If he's still alive, it would be fascinating to hear what Al's life has become. By you the way, miss- that never would have passed mustard Ever. on the show. We Ever. never would have let you do that. That was horrific the first time. <laughs> it was brutal. This is a guy who would put the phone down. Be would go, how much? Uh, how much does it cost well, for these satellites? Well, I, I got I got the receipt here someplace. I'm going to yeah. go get it. I'll find the receipt. <laughs> no, Al, 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 no, it's fine. Back to the no, phone. I'll find it. I'll go. And that was like uh, five minutes, and right. then Bean would ask another question. Well, I got the paperwork over here. I'm going to find it. <laughs> it was terrible. It was a nightmare. So I says to the guys, let's get Al Jessup on the phone. In fact, I still have Al's phone number, cell and home, oh. in my phone. Hmm. I'll give it to producer Dave, the king of Mexico. Let's at least call Al and see what he's up to. Do you guys text pictures back and forth? <laughs> no, we did not. Does, does cell number have a different meaning now than it used to? <laughs> so Dave calls the numbers and comes back to me and says, "I bad news, Al's probably dead because both of his numbers are disconnected. He wishes. Thought, Al I wishes thought, he was dead. He will be soon. And I thought, oh, man, that's so sad. What a terrible end for what a great American. Yeah, yeah, I start doing American. a little Internet sleuthing, and I come across this article from August of 2014. A man who was well-known for selling ice cream around Beckley, West Virginia. Yeah, he was the ice cream man in town, by the way. His nickname was the ice ice cream cream man. Mm -hmm. Was arrested on Wednesday in connection with sex crimes. Officers with the Beckley police arrested Alvin Lee Jessup, also known as the ice cream man, on two counts of possessing child pornography Mm. and two counts of prohibited child erotica. The first two charges are felonies, the others misdemeanors. Police searched Jessup's home in connection with a prostitution investigation. While they were there, they found VHS tapes, which they say had video of female minors who were engaged in sexually explicit conduct and child erotica. He was evicted from the same home on July 20th. So he's arraigned. He goes to jail. The following article has him getting into a jailhouse brawl and having his arm broken by another inmate. Yeah, the inmates 
the inmates draw a line at child porn. Yeah, they Absolutely. don't like short eyes. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, they're called That's short eyes? Called. Inside, they're called short, yeah, short eyes. These are the guys who like little ones. So now what's happened is Al was evicted, by the way, because he wouldn't take his satellite dishes down so that they could paint his house. No. That's right. why he was evicted. Well, he didn't want anyone coming into the house. And then somebody went into the house and found child porn. All right, so recapping now. I'm on record on line for to live in perpetuity in a newspaper article with these words he's my hero yep. he's my personal lord and savior right and now we know why it was worth driving 250 miles now the man is in prison for child porn and by the way another article that came up on al jessup is that he was also adding a special substance to the ice cream that he was selling around town for 31 years yep. They said they said there were cockroaches, but that's not the worst part of the story. <laughs> right. <laughs> right then you know, oh my! There, there was witnesses seeing him perform an act, and then uh, going back into the ice cream. Yeah, yeah. it's more it's cream than ice after the act. <laughs> oh, God. it goes without saying, you guys, that in a billion you years, lie, sir. In a billion nope. years, You're a liar. I never, ever, oh, ever. Oh, I'm just going to take this 250 mile <laughs> detour away from my friend's house because it. Sounds like a good idea for TV time. That's it. Yeah. Only, and because there's a desperate shortage of child porn in Knoxville, Tennessee. Look, I didn't know anything about oh, this. And maybe please. maybe in retrospect, I could go, why is a 60-year-old man living in a trailer with no wife and no kids and living in a trailer watching TV all day? What's mm-hmm. going on with that guy selling ice cream in, yeah. the, in the park? But I didn't expect anything like this. This was horrific for me to start uh-huh. uncovering this mm. information. What a shocker that must have been. Yeah, it is a shocker. I it's had no terrible. idea Hitler wanted to kill those people. I was t- he was a nice man. He was a neighbor. I lived near the bunker. I yeah, took, we've heard this kind of talk before. I took Al Jessup to lunch. Yes, you did. And, and I shook his hand. Yep. And, yep. and now mm-hmm. he's in prison for child porn, you guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. No bueno. Well, he's your hero. He's, he's not your, my hero at your, all. He's your Lord and Savior, I believe. So we thought. I'm Chris Hansen, <laughs> and I have to say, B, do you remember when you were watching some of those channels that were available at Al Jessup's house in the they trailer? Were channels that were available at Al Jessup's house, Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have some sweet tea. It's free. You can, you're free to go. Wow. Wow, indeed. So yeah, that that totally backfired on Bean. And what's funny is that seven years before, in 2008, Ralph could have told him, could have warned him about Al Jessup. Don't waste all of our time. Let's dial up the phone. Apparently, Let's call the great Alex Al Jessup. was checking in with him, and she said, uh, Alex from the Kevin Bean Show, Al, we're going to talk to you soon. He's like, I've been waiting. Oh. Like, hey, no, easy there, superstar. We haven't talked to him in a couple of man. years yeah. because he's dead. Right, come on, no. I got children to trap. Let's go. I don't have time for this. <laughs> children to trap at all. He's I got like bear cages to sit up to chap, chap mean, children I, for. We need- so Ralph well knew exactly Ralph. what was going on. Yeah. So they gave Bean a bunch of shit for this for a long time. And our own Edwin got an email read by Ralph on it. We were talking about uh, how Bean was uh, seriously involved with a uh, pedi- pedophile. Yeah, uh, I met him one, cream one time. Called him his Lord and Savior. Uh, your hero and Lord and Savior sounds a little bit more than just met him one time. It sure does. <laughs> he he was a pedophile ice cream man and Bean's close, close uh, personal confidant and uh, Lord and Savior and hero. And a listener, Edwin, writes in. He goes, "I was uh, that uh, Al Jessup story was definitely disturbing." 
But didn't Bean also jump to the defense of the guy that was working out nude in front of a window and yes. was seen by a, yes, a, a bus full of school kids? And couldn't imagine couldn't you imagine. nor I thinking that was so creepy and weird. Blame the children for seeing the nude man jumping up and down the window for being creepy on the alert, school bus. Creepy alert, creepy alert, creepy alert. What's there happening? There is a disturbing trend here. Look. First are, of all, are you going to get arrested? If so, please give us a heads up. First of all, I didn't know any of this about Al Jessup all those years mm-hmm. ago when I when I met him and watched mm-hmm. TV. And I had no idea that there was child porn. Right. Second of all, this guy that you're talking about, the guy jumped doing exercises in his living room naked. In I front think of in front of window a window with no drapery. That went outside to passing by school children. A that bus is, route to that's school. on the people who are peeping Tom's. Wow. The people who are looking in his windows. It's or not his responsibility to cover to up at right. his own house. Glancing to the right. Or noticing the guy jumping up and down holding barbells in front of his picture window <laughs> nude with his testicles bouncing. When you or say that it like guy. that, you make it sound dirty. If you've I've gone crazy or something, I mean, if you've, if you've gone crazy, I'm just saying. It's something believe- I need to know about. Okay? I mean, that, that affects me. Right. I believe in a man's right to exercise nude in his own house without the prying eyes of the world looking children. in on him. You believe in a man's right to show his nude body to children. That's what you believe <laughs> That's in. That's not what I'm saying <laughs> at exactly all. exactly what you believe in. This is troubling. If there's anybody on this show yes. that you thought yes. would have a secret yes. second life, yes. it would be B. Yes. Right? Right? Yes. Bean would have five secrets before the rest of us. <laughs> a whole slew of other identities. You'd be like Raymond Reddington. Yeah. Yeah. I like you so much better when you're naked. Right. We all feel that way. Oh, the great Ed Wynn, ladies and gentlemen. I love him so much. So Edwin jumping thank on the you, thank you. <laughs> Edwin jumping on the bandwagon making fun of Bean about Al Jessup. I love it. <laughs> That is the Al Jessup deep dive. There's a whole bunch of other stuff on him. Most of it is them calling him or fighting about calling him. Anytime they called him, it was bad, bad radio. So thank you for Kevin Stockdale for pointing me in the right direction to find somebody you vouch for is a bad person from 2015. Mm -hmm. All right, and that's the podcast roundup. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply week that was press the button my friend send me back into time edwin no edwin oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> One, two, it's a new day oh, our feature presentation week that was. Oh, our second day I- I luke i am your father we're doing the week that was february 14 to 18 2011 Let's start off with something. This was right after the Grammys. This became kind of famous. CBS 2's Serene Branson is live at the Staples Center with highlights and backstage coverage we're seeing for the very first time. Serene. Well, a very, very heavy, uh, heavy divertation tonight. We had a very Darrison bite. Let's go ahead, Terrace Tazen, let's put the bit, they had the pet. So that was a reporter. Her name was Serene Branson. And she just had this meltdown. 
What's interesting is how it went along through the week, at least as far as the Kevin and Bean show went. So here's Bean talking about what happened. Because at first, Kevin was happy. He's like, someone's like me, you know, can't talk and take the, the heat from me. So let's see what the station uh, upper brass told them. Well, first is uh, Serene Branson. Yes. Channel 2 reporter after the Grammys. Um, are we allowed to say what happened behind the scenes? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Sure. Okay, we came in uh, the day after the Grammys, and we played the tape, and we were laughing. Okay. Then there were reports that she had a stroke, and and then we were told, take it off the website, don't mention it ever, by our company. Mm -hmm. Because we're apparently not mature enough or responsible enough to handle a conversation that involves actual, perhaps, somebody in trouble. Which is is true, by the way, Bean. So here's an email from Alex. Uh, Reports say she had a stroke. You guys are going to hell. All right. The reports did say that she was being checked for a stroke and that she was taken to the hospital. That's not true. She was checked by an EMT at the site. Right. She didn't have a stroke that we know of. Right. And signs, by the way, signs were normal. Right? It does make a, a, a difference if she had a stroke. It's not funny. I didn't know that at the time. And she wasn't. She didn't go to the hospital. Right. She, she was went, just. Right. Yeah. She was just checked. But they still think they, something physical happened. It's all still speculation, right? Right. Yeah. And we're actually having a doctor on. Our friend Dr. Moe is going to be joining us next hour to talk about the various things because apparently, and I had no idea, that's why a story like this is actually valuable, I had no idea how many different things could occur in the human brain that would cause you to lose the ability to speak normally. There's all sorts of different things that could go wrong. Hey, this some happens of them, to me some of them... every day, and you guys find it funny. <laughs> Some of them, by the way, not serious at all. Some yeah. of them is just a one-time, hey, it's a result of a migraine, and it'll never happen again. So uh, I was most concerned with all of the emails we got from people who said, you guys are a-holes, she had a stroke, in how poor reading comprehension has become in this country. Because they looked at the same <laughs> article we looked at, and it doesn't say that she had a stroke. But people saw that and believed that, and that was scary to me. So I was just curious, anyone out there, did you guys see this when it happened? No, but I remember the extensive co- – do you have the remix? I don't think I have the remix, no. Oh, the remix is a bop. I didn't see it live. Remember though, this. No. I've got this drop, too. It's in my folder that I put up on for you guys. The, the, the whole very thing? heavy rotation. Yeah. yeah. The, well, no, just her doing that whole thing. Yeah, that's in there. That's a drop I've got. Yeah, I actually saw that live. What happened was, this was a Sunday night after the Grammys. I had gotten home from vacation. So I put the TV on. I was still bringing bags in. And I just heard it in the background. I wasn't watching it, concentrating. And it's kind of like the penis sickle thing. I'm like, did I just have a rotation? Did I hear something? What happened there? And I thought I was just wasn't paying attention. Next day, Kevin and Bean start talking about it. And it did happen. Okay, so it's kind of interesting. The station cracked down on them, said, don't play it. Because the first day it was on their website. <laughs> you could go and watch it and download it. So let's give an example of what happened when the station cracked down on him. <laughs> Robert Blake. We haven't heard Robert Blake's name in a while. Yeah, true. You may remember. You may remember. That's true. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> so that's kind of Kevin and Bean. They like to poke the uh, the management a little bit. They told him, don't talk about strokes. So what did they do? Talk about strokes. So let's just end it. Uh, they actually interviewed her on the news. And let's see what she said. I saw some of the best doctors in the world, top neurologists and cardiologists. They ran tests for three days. I was there for nine hours Monday, back for nine hours the next day. And finally, they diagnosed me with migraine aura. Yeah, so it turned out to be a migraine aura, and it was okay. And uh, so after that, they decided, oh, well, we can start talking about rotations again. I think we have a special guest here that has the remix. Well, I'm very, very heavy. Very, very 
say the Charlie Sheen times are coming up too and between this song and the Charlie Sheen remix I was jamming to a lot of these drops and remixes and my adult life sadly. Yep. Jamming to a lot of people suffering I get it. <laughs> I there were so many <laughs> the interesting thing about listening to old shows and just having this stuff come up that started the week off and then all through the week more stuff would come out I was up to like 30 clips for the week. I'm like, I can't play everything that happened that week. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that in. That was a very a very good remix. And like we said, uh, she turned out to be okay, so we can look back at it now and laugh. <laughs> Something interesting that happened in 2011 is that Bean started to like Justin Bieber. Now, Ralph had started his Impede the Biebs campaign. The whole show seemed to be united that they didn't like Bieber, but... This is what happened. And then all of a sudden, one day, Bean came in and said these words. Guys, guys, I, I think I'm coming around on the Biebs. <laughs> and we said, That's what are you talking accurate, about? Actually. And he said, oh, I went back and listened to the music, and I think it's pretty good, and and I'm turning on it. And uh, listen, I've, I've worked with Bean a long time. I've heard this many, many times. He's going to do it again with whatever everybody else hates. Yeah. He'll no, say he loves untrue. it. That's untrue. How, because that's how I, because he his life. This is totally, you're totally wrong because I was with you guys. I was not a Bieber fan. And then gradually he grew on me. And the more I started to find out about his story, he's not one of these guys who was plucked out by the Disney machine and they just put, you know, put a finger on the top of his head and said, all right, you're anointed. You're now going to be a star. He's a kid who has an enormous amount of talent and worked really, really hard to get where he is today. And that's why I wanted to go see the Never Say Never movie and the King of Mexico's in studio with me. That's why we went to see it on Saturday night, because uh, it's a fascinating story. I mean, it's really an interesting story for the 21st century to see how this kid became so successful. At any point while the two of you pedophiles were sitting there, <laughs> did Chris Hansen show up? I am Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. So Bean and Dave went to see the Justin Bieber movie. That's amazing to me. I believe they also saw the Britney Spears movie, so I guess they're just aficionados of bad movies. But that's true. Bean would take something everybody hated, and suddenly he had to like it, just to bug him, I think. Remember he did that with Taylor Swift also? Yeah. And um, oh, what was that model that he loved and they came to hate? Um, Tyra Bang? That's her, Tyra. So yeah, Bean, he was a contrarian. But also it made for great radio to get Ralph mad at him and start yelling at him. <laughs> so... This was at right after the Grammys, and Bieber was up for Best Artist of the Year. So Ralph used that opportunity to mock Bean, like I said. Did you watch the Grammys last night? Sure. Were you upset that Justin Bieber wasn't named the uh, Best New Artist? Didn't get the Grammy for Best New Artist? I didn't expect him to win. I did not expect him to lose to Esperanza Spalding, that's for sure. You were upset. I wasn't upset. I didn't well, think he was going to win. I don't think he should have won. According to your wife, you were upset. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bean's wife sent me a little uh, tape, a little tape she made of Bean watching the Grammys. I was like, a little videotape. Here's the clip that she sent along, and I think Bean's a little more, uh, he was a little more set last night than he was leaving on. Why are you crying? My, my teenager lost. Who lost? Justin Bieber. <laughs> 
Why are you crying? I'm a teenager. Who's your teenager? Justin. <laughs> you think Justin should have won? I'm just saying, being a little more upset than he let on. I didn't realize she was taping. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's a pretty good clip. I'm surprised they didn't play that into the ground. Could have busted them with that. That kid's up there with the uh, Leave Britney Alone guy crying. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. They were talking about movies that came out in 2011. There was an Adam Sandler movie called Just Go With It. Or not, Lindsay. Jan, you there? What was it that was special about this movie? Dave Matthews. That's right. Dave Matthews is in it. He's funny. He picks up a, a coconut with his butt cheeks. That happens. So there you go. He's not only a great artist, musically, he can uh, pick up a coconut with his butt cheeks. <laughs> That's amazing. You knew that. I'm not surprised. <laughs> he was also in Because of Winn-Dixie, and he got to play uh, his guitar in it and sing. Okay. Two movies. Yeah. Yeah. My son was in a music video of his. Oh, no. Cool. Cool. But yeah, he plays guitar in the Santa Monica airport hangar during this video. And I can show you, send you a screen grab of when he's on camera. Yeah, it was nice. really cool. You got a picture of him with Dave. Oh, that's really neat. neat. <laughs> uh, next up, Kevin and Bean had Clipper Daryl on. Uh, he's a super fan of the Clippers. I don't know why, but. Didn't Clipper Daryl have a Clipper painted car? Like his car was painted bright red and blue and had clippers all over it too that's right they mentioned that and he had a red white and blue suit yeah Yeah. he's just a super fat a crazy man they had him on and let's just let him hang himself with his own words is what i say now here's the here's the interesting thing and i'm going to try and be diplomatic and nice about this they haven't um earned your level of fandom I mean, they've had some really, really rough seasons, one after another after another. And um, you're an outstanding fan. Have you ever thought, wow, this is just getting so, I mean, not this year because of Blake Griffin, but this is just getting so old. Why don't we, you know, I don't know, find a way to win. You've never faltered on that a bit? Nah. Because they, they do everything to try to win. I mean, you know, everything came came across last year. Baron was hurt. This year we got Blake, and then Eric Gordon goes down. We got Chris Kamen down. We got Craig Smith down. So, you know, it's always injuries. So congratulations to the Clippers. They won the championship of most excuses right there. Good job, Clipper Daryl. So just curious, what do you think happened that year for the Clippers? Christopher, you're a sports fan. I think they got they lost in the first round of the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs. Clippers. Okay, this was interesting. I did not expect this to come up. What happened was Jeopardy had a special show where they made a computer. IBM made a computer called Watson, and it competed against uh, the biggest stars of Jeopardy. And what they did is they had an IBM supercomputer who was going up against two of the most celebrated Jeopardy champions in history, Ken Jennings, the guy who won the most nights in a row on Jeopardy, and a guy named Brad Rutter who won the most money ever on Jeopardy. Okay, so... This got Ralph to thinking. He starts thinking it's kind of like Terminator with Skynet taking over. And listen to what he comes up with. Telling you people, rise up and get. We need John Connor. We need John Connor to rise up. We need to start some sort of underground coalition. Yeah, I hear you. You know, I've got the Garmy at the ready. What's the Garmy? The Garmy. You know, my my, my troops. 
the, the people who are, who are behind oh, me. Oh, the Ralph Garman Army? Yes, the oh. Garmin Army, also known as the Garmy. I didn't know you had that. Oh, yeah, we got the Garmy. We got the Garmy in place. We got the National Gar. We got the Coast Gar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the Spanish Garmada. We got them all over the all over the world. I didn't realize that. And they're ready to spring into action at my at well, my beck and call. And I think I might have to rise them up against Watson. I think you need to. Scary freaking computer. Bean and I have no access to armies. <laughs> you don't. No, you don't sure don't. Army, we really do you? don't. We're unprepared for this. Yeah. We're going to be standing behind you when it all goes down, Ralph. Yeah. Well, if you if you sign oh. up now and join the Garmy, then maybe we can talk. That was February seventeenth, twenty eleven. So. I believe that's the first mention of the Garmy, which continues to this day on his podcast. What do you think that's about amazing. That? Did you send it to him? Oh, no, I didn't. It, you it should. Just, like I said, okay. You I should, should yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what's fun about listening to the old shows. Things will come up yeah. that you forgot about, and oh, that's where that started. Yeah, so there you go, I Ralph. Just, Happy anniversary to the I was just listening to one you know, recently on the B-Team. It was the last B-Team podcast, and they were talking about... Uh, Kevin mm-hmm. Weatherly's goodbye party and Chris Martin showing up and doing the K Rock Rock song dedicated to him and I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so happy anniversary to the Garmy. Uh, Bean came in sick on the Friday show and he had a, actually had helped his voice. Luke, I am your father. Wow, you should be sick all come the on. time. I know, seriously, come on. Look, you guys tell me if it's too bad to be on the air and I'll go back to bed. But it's I'm, I'm hot, trying to power through baby. right now. Oh, 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 easy. It's hot. <laughs> By the way, I'm into um, voices, and that's easy. a hot voice. Take it easy. <laughs> Lisa's into that. Uh, hey, Lisa Bay, uh, call us anytime on the chat line. So if she likes low voices like that, I'm in. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay, so we just heard Bean's deep voice because he was sick. And then it went on a little bit from there. Hey, party people. It's finally Friday. Ralph is here with our first look at the showbiz beat. I'm the Kevin Beach. What's going on, Ralph? Uh, pretty good. How are you, Beat? <laughs> I like it. You sound like we should be we should be coasting. That's what we should be doing. I was going for um, beef. It's what for dinner. Yeah. That's what that guy said. Or uh, white meat, dark meat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good, carved. too. Say, call it All will be carved. Yeah. Scary, I like it. Scary Luke, trailer voice. I am guy. your father. Try that. I got that. I did that. I oh, did that sorry. Once. I wasn't in the room. <laughs> That was my. I was never in the room. Where do you go? (laughs) No one knows. Kevin's out detailing cars in the parking lot or something during the songs and the commercials. I don't know where you go, but it's very mysterious. Man, you got to give give it up for his industriousness. Well, thank you, B. The squirrel looking for a nut. That's right. That's right. I like Kevin there. That was at the start of the show. Kevin was right there when he said, "Luke, I'm your father." That was the first thing he said on the show. (laughs) Kevin's like, "I wasn't there. I never heard that." And here's something interesting. I don't know what caused this. I'm no doctor. So Bean wasn't a doctor back then in 2011. So you remember when he retired from the show, he went to medical school, he graduated. Now he's a doctor. So congratulations on that, Bean. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one thing that made today or this week extra long, there were so many birthdays that had something to do with Kevin and Bean. I'm going to start off Pat O'Brien. Does that name ring a bell? Steve, you probably know who that is. Yep, the sportscaster, yeah. and then he was on the entertainment show. Yeah, Pat O'Brien, then he had the big scandal. That's right. And let's see what his connection to Kevin and Bean is. I'm going to turn over this microphone to CBS Sports' Pat O'Brien. Thank you very much, and hi again, everybody. Welcome to the Lita in Reseda here in Reseda, California, as the fighters get ready to come into the ring and finally fight after a two-week buildup in this thing. And I sense that the crowd here is completely into this affair, and 
As I talked to the fighters earlier, it seemed that Michael was a little more focused than Jimmy. I just saw Jimmy was out of shirt on. Man, that is a tough thing to look at. Yeah, Pat O'Brien announced the Blita in Reseda. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he used to come on Kevin Abin quite a bit in those days. Oh, by the way, for everybody out there, if you go to the B-Team, Episode 5, they do a whole breakdown of the Blita and Reseda. It's still out there. You can still look it up. Another celebrity birthday. This was February 15th. It was Matt Groening. Yay! Of course, creator of The Simpsons. That has to be the most played clip on Kevin and Bean. What do you guys think, Steve? You're an expert on drops. What do you think? It would be, yeah, for sure. Because it's played kind of like the bell all the time through the all show. All the time, yeah. Uh, let's see. Another celebrity birthday, Brandon Boyd. What do we know about Brandon Boyd? Well, we know Lisa loves him. Brandon Boyd of Incubus. Lisa, you going to send him a special present? Mm, maybe I already did. <laughs> maybe you already did. <laughs> so I'm kind of jealous of Brandon Boyd. If you go on the website, they used to have a picture of Lisa. She wore her nicest black dress, armor on Brandon Boyd. Just to make me jealous, I think. What do you think, Lisa? Present? Mm. She likes Brandon Boyd is what I'm getting. They didn't send okay. her to get tacos or to do a live traffic report from somewhere? Not on that one. She had, oh. There's a picture of her with her hand around Brandon Boyd. Her arms around Brandon Boyd. Okay, <laughs> another big one. I'm just going to play this. <laughs> Celebrity birthday, February 17th. Lou Diamond Phillips. God, how much lore does he have in the Kevin and Bean universe? Of course, we remember the famous text, Keep It 100 text fiasco. And uh, they had him on Cupatina chat recently. He was the special guest on the bonus episode. And that got me to thinking of what I called the La Bamba tragedy. Do you remember that, Steve? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that was the one because Allie's joy and then <laughs> just pull it out from under her. Yeah, that was so funny. I remember I had been lucky enough. I had gotten through twice on Keep It 100. So I kind of figured I'll retire. Other people can do it. I've done it. And then when he did that to Allie, I'm like, okay, my mission in life is to text 100 the Bomba again because Kevin's veto was gone. But I couldn't. And then the show, you know, they, they fired him in March in the middle of the pandemic and Keep It 100 went by the wayside. Oh, and remember, we kept calling, we called KLOS when Kevin started working there, and we always tried to get him to play La Bamba, <laughs> and he stoned us too. <laughs> I can appreciate a good running joke, even though it did make me sad at the time. Stoned us? <laughs> I was going to say, that's not the right way to use that phrase. What, a running joke? No, stone someone. It's like throwing stones at them. No, 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 no. You stone them, you, you put them off. Stonewall? No, you stoned him. Like, I asked her to go on a date with me, and she stoned me. <laughs> we're That's thinking legit. of the biblical stone, stoning, no. and this is so funny. Like, hey, if we're going to talk, just going back farther, if you're going back to biblical times, and I'm just going well, back to I, the 70s, I, I mean, I am the stone man if you want a, a real reference from Okay, well, you can break this. You're stones. the <laughs> Wait, hold, hold on, hold on. This is for Edwin. Boomer's here! With those references of being stoned. Everybody say hi, Boomer. Hi, Boomer. Well done. Boy, you did that well fast. Uh, let's see, where were we? Oh, celebrity birthday. Well, celebrity, I'm doing air quotes you can't see. Doto. <laughs> He's born on the 17th, same day as Lou Diamond Phillips. So I think Ralph has a joke about this. That shows you that astrology is bunk. 
So good old Doto. Why not, Bean? This is America! I don't think he has his podcast going on anymore, does he, Christopher? No, I, I mourn it every day. <laughs> I've messaged him several thoughts times. thoughts on Doto? Interesting All character. 10 minutes of it? Hey, well, it was the character. When I remember when we went together. to his house and looked in his fridge and there was nothing in there or something like that. And when then he found, found a knives. set of knives under a couch yeah. or something like that. And then women's underwear in the uh, bedside dresser. Yeah, of all of, all of their cast, and craze, uh, cast of crazies, he might have been the most entertaining. So just curious, Dota, what would you do for your birthday? I was dancing and then I was eating some buffets. Oh, that sounds like a good party to me. Okay, last celebrity birthday for the week. This was February 18th. That's right, Yoko Ono, the great. <laughs> I wanted to set up a thing where we we did our homage to Kevin and Bean always playing that clip anytime they said they had a, a new song, uh, but yeah. couldn't set it up in time. But I'm going to bring something. This is from the Beatles documentary, Get Back. This is Yoko Ono. I guess it was 70 when they were recording Let It Be. I'm cutting that short. I had a longer clip, but yeah, she was doing that baloney even back then. <laughs> what a songbird. Well, have you ever seen the clip of uh, John Lennon performing with uh, Chuck Berry? I don't think so. Do you have it? John Lennon's on the Mike Douglas show with Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry is one of John Lennon's idols, so they play a song together. And at one point, Yoko just starts screaming into the microphone behind them. And the sound man saves everybody by turning it off. Just He was just at the ready with the button, just mute. And uh, you see Chuck Berry look over as soon as she starts screaming, like just scared out of his mind. Well, that's her deal, I guess. I, don't, I, I didn't think much of it. What did you think, ma'am? Very funny. Okay, well, she liked it. Okay, that's the week that was. Back to you, Steve. Hey, we got a real Steve. <laughs> yeah, back to me. Thanks. Jen? Okay, so since we had some type of uh, number two talk, here's a little bit, but it doesn't go into detail. All right, let's begin with Ray in Covina. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. What to do, nephew? What to do? What to do? Uh, I'm going to tell you what, what it's about to do. I'm going to have major burns of the booty right now. Uh-oh. Oh, you got right some now, Cheetos. I, yes, last night I had a whole bag of Cheetos real, real late last night. Hot mm-hmm. Cheetos. I'm on my way to work. Move. I got to go. <laughs> he's got so the fear. <laughs> oh, he's got the fear because <laughs> of all the Cheetos. I got to go so bad. How, how long uh, till you get to a bathroom? Uh, probably in about five minutes. The fear. Five minutes, not going to be long enough. Yeah, Yeah. if you're like Mike, just pull over and find a lawn. A lawn, I I don't have time for a lawn. (laughs) Shouldn't listen to little kids, dude. Shouldn't listen to little kid. They did tell you your booty could be burning. Is one of the reasons you called us to distract your mind so that you can think about something else other than what's going on in your loins? Either that or I knock my knees and I'm running. (laughs) I'm literally running. Okay. (laughs) Let's stay on the phone with them. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's just check it. The rest. <laughs> All right, we're, what's your progress? Uh, I'm in the door. All right, in the oh, door. Good, good. No, no, yes, no. Yes, yes. Home or work? I'm at work. Work, okay. Okay. All right, I'm up. Two seconds away. Yes. You can do He's it, man. He's going to make it. He's going to make it. This is so awesome. I'm going to make it. You can do it. If I start hopping, then we got got some problems here. Is the bathroom open? Can you get in there? I can see it. Locked. I you can, can see, see the bathroom. It. Okay. Move. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. Touchdown. Yes! yes! <laughs> he made it! Yeah! How exciting. It's the first live fear. I I just love hot Cheetos. (laughs) (laughs) But you got to keep in mind that your booty be burdened, so be very careful. Make sure you got an exit strategy. That's fantastic work. Congratulations, Ray. Glad you made it. That's kind of funny. I thought you were about that. Right? Do you guys remember when Kevin did bathroom interviews? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yes. So funny. I wish they would have brought that back. Just the awkwardness of him asking guys questions in the stalls. <laughs> His timing was so good. He would just yeah. say, how you do it? And he'd just wait. Well, and then he brought it up recently on Kevin and Sluggo. And I want to say it was probably before the holidays. And yeah, some, he said he didn't have anywhere to go for the holidays. And somebody in the next bathroom invited him to his house. Some stranger that he was inter- doing a bathroom interview with. So Oh, that's funny. I didn't hear that. That's on one of the old CDs, one of the old Kevin and Bean CDs, the Christmas ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you got one of those, you can find one of the old bathroom interviews. Okay, so let's get into continue our Evite saga with Ralph. Ralph's got the showbiz beat for Friday. What's going on? So what do you think, even you non-Evite responders, is the <laughs> legitimate time frame for an Evite response? What, what do you question? feel? What do you feel? I'd say any time up to a week before the party. Is that really what you think? That's um, really how you roll? Um, a week before um, a party? Unless uh, someone week. bothers to give me a respond by date. Ooh. Oh. Sure. So you not. think that oh my God. you can't figure out what you're going to be doing until a week ahead? Maybe Is that what not. you're saying? Maybe not. Maybe not. Ralph, they're waiting for a better party. That's what's happening. Come I, on, I looked people. at my Eve. I sent my Eve out um, well, over two weeks ago. There are mm-hmm. se- 70 people who still haven't decided yet whether they're going to come or not. They can't make up their mind. Really? Come on. Seriously? 70? 70. 70. People just sitting back on. gosh, no, for the past two weeks I've thought about it and I just can't decide whether to go eat free food and drink and have a good time at a party or not. It's just too huge a Look, decision. Buy all the alcohol. You'll go through it by the end of the year anyway. People have... have- May have bought homes in less time. They have made much larger decisions than whether or not just to check off the yes or no box on my goddamn Evite. Two and weeks the party now is two weeks from now, right? Yeah, I sent a, I sent a month out in advance mm-hmm. the Evite to give people plenty of time so they could look well ahead into their schedules and say, no, we don't have any plans for that date. Absolutely, we can go. Or no, gosh, we've had this on the books for months. I know we won't be able to make it, but not. I'll just sit around for two weeks and eat hot Cheetos. Hot Cheetos, first of all. I've never seen someone throw a party that makes them more unhappy, though, than Ralph. <laughs> it, sure. The party will not make me unhappy. I'll have a great time at the party. But when you're having a large group of people over, there is some planning involved. Sure. you yeah. got to know how much food to get and booze to get and that kind of stuff. And it just would help enormously if somebody would say, can't make it. 
This is not a party atmosphere at all. That's true. That is true. I know you resist, but promise me next year you'll just put a please respond by date and see what happens. It blows my mind that I have to even do that for people. But just do it anyway. Can I answer? 70 people are responding, Lisa. It's not that they need some sort of prompting. You might be surprised. It is a general malaise. It is is an atmosphere of rudeness that exists in the world today. Can I try to answer the question again? Can I try to answer the question again? How long after you get to Evite should you respond? Yes. 15 seconds. That's an answer. Now, okay. that's an answer I can live with. All right. No, I would I would take a week. Take a week to think it over. After you get the Evite, take a week. <laughs> so I agree with you, Ross. What I you're think... going to do every year is the same exact thing yes, and, and then, then complain when you get the same exact result. No, we're going to be right? whittling down the list considerably <laughs> next year. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Seven right. names that have an RSV. There is a list now of people I can count on to be jackholes. I don't care whether it's a party or anything else. If somebody who you're friends with asks you a question that ah. requires a response, it is just courtesy to respond in a timely fashion. That's all Ralph is saying. I couldn't agree with him more on this one. I mean, even Lisa, I know, no one cares even what Lisa I think, has but... responded by this point. Because you scared me. Because you're beating us all up. We're afraid of you. Would you not have we answered if I hadn't scared you, Lisa? You would just... I would ask you a question, are you coming to a party night, and you would just ignore that question for no, as long no. as you wanted. No, That's what you would I, do. I would have eventually answered. It might not have been the day I got the invitation, which I did this time because you were scary. Well, then <laughs> maybe you needed a little fear of God put in. You're maybe the Gary Busey of this needs. show. That's maybe what you that's are. what everybody needs. You put your hands on me, I'm going to call the police, Holmes. <laughs> if I'd hit you, you'd be down. You know what I think it is, honestly, is that I think... Uh, it won't make much difference if I show up or not. I don't think like seventy other people are thinking that way. To me, I just think, well, I, you'll drop by. You're for just an one hour person, one way or yeah, the yeah, other. Yeah. That's what you're thinking. So what you difference does it make? Life. But if everyone does that, then of course it's a nightmare. Yeah. So you're right. But stop scaring us. Well, but we wouldn't have asked you to come if we didn't want you to be there. I'll call the police, Holmes. Look, even Kevin's responded. He, he couldn't manage the evite, <laughs> I, but I he, did, it. he did corner me in the hallway and say, "Dude, I'm coming, but I don't know how. I think I." I think I deleted the evite. Can I tell you verbally? Is there a way Too many I can check in with you now and you'll know that I'm coming? So. I was looking for the roundhouse punch, but you were okay and I didn't have to block, so everything was cool. No. I went on and checked the box for you. Kevin. So we cool? We cool. All right. All right. Let's talk showbiz in the minute I have left after my evite rant. Not going. Congratulations. <laughs> That'll be funny. I will come to your house. I will, if, I will wait to a certain time of the party, and if you're not there, I will drive to your home. I will leap over the wall. I'm just kidding. And there, it'll be like that movie, The Strangers, with Liv Tyler. They'll be, I'll be wearing a pillowcase. Why are you and doing this? It's going to be an axe at some point. It's going to be bad. Ralph's got everyone afraid of him for the damn Evites. I haven't heard the term jackhole in a while, though. Right? I think we need to bring that back. Yeah, we do. <laughs> So this is leading up to, so this is probably still November, December, 2008. So it's leading up to his eventual party. And that's all I have for little clips that need no introduction. Yay! I think we're done. Um, All right, Steve, you want to close us out? Yeah. (laughs) Close us out. Well, I mean, thank you so much for this i mean spending time with you guys right now has been just an absolute blast and i guess the thing i want everybody you know you guys to know like for me back in the day when i was i remember distinctly listening to kevin and bean when i was in the car one day and just thinking when this all ends what am i gonna do it was such a part of my life i was like pretty sad about when the show was gonna go off the air that's how much i loved kevin yeah yeah, they used to joke about musica, musica, musica all the time. And 
I still laugh, but still feel sad. I also think too, <clears throat> the way things worked out, um, now we have kind of more content than just the Kevin and Bean show as well. And so in a way, it's also been a blessing. True. Hey, it yeah. brought us together as well. So we were going back, bring back all the old stuff. And so it's kind of, I don't know, it all, it turned out okay, I think. Well, we've made the I best agree. of it, but I still miss the live show. There was something about live radio that I miss these days. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but it is nice to meet everybody and to go on the message boards and the Facebook pages. And mm-hmm. It's an interesting community that, that they created. Yeah, it's very true. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on, Steve. It's been great to have yeah, our yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. It was an absolute blast. If you ever want me back, just let me know. But I'm going to sure. keep listening because yeah. I think what you guys are doing is just really needed because it's such a great way to, to hear you guys, but also to look back on the show that brings mm. back all those great memories. Very much well, so. Yeah. Keep calling, please. All right. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Good, goodbye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Would you, because everyone's like, would you consider yourself Ye's muse? Yeah, a little, maybe. What is a muse? I mean, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Jazz. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, things like right. that. Like, I, I think people make it seem a little more dramatic than it is. Like, totally. not, you know what I mean? It's not like Van Gogh, like, type of, like. Yes. He, he just, he wants to dress me right now. Yes. Like, yes. It's, I think that's kind of what it is. I really want to hear your intro again. <laughs> You want me to play the intro again? Put it at the end again, yeah. Like Mm -hmm. a bonus track. Uh, Okay, one more time with the intro. You've got to put uncut jams in there, too. Somewhere, (laughs) yeah. Now that I have that, I'm going to put it somewhere. Whoopity-scoop. Scoop-dee-dee-whoop. What is it? Scoop-dee-poop. Poop dee scoop dee scoop dee. You know what I mean? Like things like that. Like, what is a mute? Poop dee whoop scoop Poop. Poop. You as everybody consider yourself yay. Whoop scoop. Yeah, a little, maybe. Sad one. A funny. I mean, I was Josh Safdie's news. Really happy for you. I'm let you finish. Whoop dee scoop. When he wrote on Kajab. On Kajab. Can you believe scoop dee poop? On Kajab. Scoop dee poop. Can you believe it? Really happy for you. I'm let you finish. Whoop dee dee poop. Scoop dee poop. Kajab. Poop. I mean, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Jazz. Right.